The following audio is from LaGrange Church of Christ, located in Texas. For more information about LaGrange Church of Christ, please visit our website at www.lagrangecoc.com. Well, grace and peace to you this morning. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Um, If you have a, a Bible, you might be opening it to John chapter 14. John 14, and we'll be looking at a passage from there as we continue our series, The Path to the Cross. And we're looking at uh, things in Jesus' life as he makes his way to the cross. There's not a, a slideshow this morning. I figure after losing an hour of sleep, we need all the sunshine and caffeine that we can get. So uh, you'll just have to follow along in your Bible and, and, and listen um, with your ears. So John 14, let's begin reading in verse 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, am, you may also be. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long And you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or else believe on account of the works themselves. And so following the Last Supper, which we looked at last week, uh, Jesus has much to say to his disciples before he goes to the cross. He comforts them. He he teaches them. He he prays for them. And we know the story. We know what happens in the book of Acts. But someone who's reading the Gospels for the first time, we might be able to imagine that, they may come to this point and they may wonder, you know, are these men really ready yet? Are the disciples prepared to go out on their own? You know, after all, Peter just refused Jesus. And after that, Jesus predicted that Peter's going to deny him pretty soon. And so the progression that one would like to see isn't quite there yet. Uh, You know, Peter's still making the the same old mistakes he's always made. Well, it's easy for us to kind of look at these stories and and read these accounts and maybe criticize Peter. And and we do this kind of thing a lot. In fact, we have a term for it in our culture. We call it Monday morning quarterback. You know, we watch the football game on Sunday and then we go to work on Monday and, and we talk about all the stuff that the team did wrong. And we believe that if we were in the coach's shoes, then we could call better plays. 
You know, we point out all the mistakes that the players made, and we think that we know exactly how to fix them. We are experts at a distance. And this really isn't harmful when we're talking about football or some other arbitrary thing. It is harmful in our dealings with one another because it can destroy friendships. It can cause difficulties within a marriage. It's not helpful spiritually when we read the Bible and we assume that we know better than Peter or that we would do better in that situation. Instead, as we read these accounts, we should be reminded of our own humanity. We are just like Peter. And we often make the same mistakes over and over again. Now, the good news is that Jesus believes in Peter even though he keeps messing up. He believes in Peter even though Peter might not believe in himself. And this is an important message for us to hear because we are like Peter in many ways. You know, we mess up. We say the wrong thing. And when we do this enough, we can begin to believe that we're not good enough. We can doubt ourselves. We can think that maybe we're not qualified to teach that Bible class. Or we're not the right person to talk to our neighbor about the gospel. And it is in these moments that we need to understand that Jesus believes in us. Even though we do not believe in ourselves. In fact, we're told that God uses our weaknesses so that he may be glorified. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, Paul writes, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And so our failings are never an excuse to not keep pressing forward. Jesus takes a group of flawed men... And he empowers them to change the world. The impossible was accomplished by a group of imperfect people who God was working in and through. And the same is true of us today. There is nothing that we cannot do as long as we are committed to following God. He is with us. He has chosen us. And he has put us here in this moment. He believes that we can do the job that he has called us to do. And so as Jesus prepares to go, he offers the disciples some words of encouragement here. These uh, first few verses in John 14 are often read at funerals to, to comfort those who are mourning. These are words of healing, but I also want to remind us that they are words associated with mission. And so Jesus is going away. He's going to the cross but at the same time, he's sending his disciples out. And so their work is about to begin. They are about to go into a world that is hostile. A world that is antagonistic towards the gospel. They are very much in the minority. They will be ridiculed. They will be persecuted. And life is about to get tough. And Jesus wants them to know that it's all going to be okay. And these words spoken to the disciples are just as much for us today. Because we face uncertain times and difficult circumstances. And we can easily become discouraged by the times in which we live. 
No matter what we are facing, we are still called to go out into the world. And so we must engage the culture in which we find ourselves. We must be a light to the people around us. And although Jesus is not physically here with us, he is present with us. Our hearts need not be troubled. We trust in God. We trust in Jesus. And because of this, we're able to go forward with this mission that we have been given. Now, it is important for many different reasons to consistently hear from God's Word. Obviously, we we hear it on Sunday morning, but we need to spend time reading God's Word throughout the week. Why? Because God is speaking to us. Not only is he telling us how to live, but he's also speaking words of of comfort and encouragement into our lives. And so we need these words at various times, and we will not receive them unless we are in his word. And so whatever situation we are facing, the most important voice that we can hear from is God's. Because he knows us better than we know ourselves. Uh, Because Jesus holds the key to true humanity. And so we need to keep returning to the Word of God whenever we have an opportunity to do so. It's it's going to ground us. It's going to comfort us. It's going to guide us in the paths that we need to go. Too often we easily get distracted from what really matters. We get caught up in the busyness of life. We get dragged into conversations that are not productive or not healthy We get overwhelmed with the challenges we are facing. And in the middle of this chaos, Jesus speaks words of life. And what matters most is often not what we are most burdened by. And this is why we need to hear from God's word, because it puts matters into perspective. Matters that we're dealing with in our lives on an everyday basis. One of the things that jumps out in this passage is that Jesus walks before us. And so whatever trouble that we are facing, Jesus has created a path for us to travel. We are not alone on this journey. Thomas asked the question, how can we know the way? And this is a question I believe many of us want to know an answer to. It's a question that we may have asked before. Jesus Show me the way. Because when we find ourselves in a difficult situation, we want to know the way. We may feel like we are lost in the world and we want to know the way. And certainly Thomas and the rest of the disciples, they would have felt disoriented without Jesus. Their leader is about to depart. And they are unsure where to go. And Jesus then responds with one of his most famous statements in the Gospels. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. What kind of directions are those? You know, they they don't sound very specific. They sound kind of super spiritual. And we've all probably heard a, a, a spiritual leader make a statement that sounds great, but it's not really practical. And these statements can be disconnected from reality. But that's not the case with Jesus' statement here in John 14. Because his way is quite specific. 
It is practical. It is available to all of us. The way which he speaks about is the life of Jesus. It is following him. It is imitating him. It is doing what he says. And so we ourselves face disorienting situations in our life. We encounter circumstances where we don't know what to do. Our world is rapidly changing. It's changing so fast that we may feel like a foreigner in our own culture because it does not resemble the culture of 10, 20, 30 years ago. And we don't know what the future holds. And we don't know what is coming next. And this can be confusing. It can be disorienting. It can cause us to have anxiety. What are we to do? What's going on? What's happening? We find the answer in John 14 and verse 6. Thomas asks, how can we know the way? And Jesus says, I am the way. And so no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in, following Jesus is always the right way. No matter what's happening around us, following the path of Christ will always lead us where we need to go. What is happening in our world can be discouraging, but we should never be lost. We should always know what to do and where to go because Jesus has gone before us. He has shown us how to live. And when we trust in Jesus, we put our trust in Him, and we put our trust in the Father, and we follow the way of God, we're going to be okay. In fact, we'll be more than okay. We'll be blessed. Well, Jesus goes on, he expounds on why he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so when someone comes up and they claim that they are truth, not just that they know truth or they have truth, that they are truth, uh, there, there's really only two options. Either you are what you say you are, or you're crazy. Uh, you know, that's not a statement that people just make. A person might make it if they're out of touch with reality, or they might make it if it is really true. And in John 14, 9, Jesus says, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Well, this is why Jesus can say, I am the way and the truth and the life. It's because he is God. And Jesus reveals God to us. And in Jesus, we see the way and we see the truth because the way and the truth, they take on flesh. Now, in times past, people knew things about God. But there was still much about God that was a mystery. And then Jesus comes, and Jesus shows us God. And we never have to ask, what is God like? We don't have to do that because we now know. Jesus is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Many of us here this morning are probably wrestling with, with something in our lives. It might be uncertainty at work. It might be health problems. It might be family issues. Whatever it is, let me encourage you to spend time in God's Word this week. And specifically, read these verses in John 14. And read them more than once. And let God speak to you through his word. 
And then go to God in prayer. Because we need to hear this message on a regular basis. Let not your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Let not your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Let not your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. And once you've heard that calming message, read further. Be reminded that that Jesus has already given us the way. You know, we may be sitting there wondering what to do, and then we read and we find out that Jesus has given us the way. It's already been decided what we need to do and where we need to go. Be like Jesus. Act like Jesus. Speak like Jesus. Forgive like Jesus. Love like Jesus. This is the way. It's not always easy. But it's going to take us where we need to go. It's going to lead us through the storms of life. It will guide us when we're unsure of what's coming next. Jesus walked the dusty roads of Galilee in order to show us the way. And we are never lost in this world because we have Jesus. We have his words and deeds recorded for us in Scripture. This is the way. And it's up to us to continue in the way that has been passed down to us for 2,000 years. Did you know that The first name for the church in the book of Acts was the way. Acts 9, verses 1 and 2, we read, Jesus, or but Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. These early Christians lived in a volatile time. They had no political power. They were persecuted by Jews. They were dismissed by Romans. In some instances, they were beaten and even stoned to death. Their Lord, the one they were following, had just been crucified on a cross. What would we do in those circumstances? What would I do? I don't know, but I would like to believe that I would do exactly what this group of early believers did and follow the ways of Jesus, even in the most difficult of times. Jesus has given us life. He's given us eternal life. He has given us truth. And he has also given us the way. May we follow him in all circumstances. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning and we thank you for the comfort that we find in your word. We realize that uh, we sometimes face tough times and difficult situations and Uh, we can easily become overwhelmed. It is in these moments that 
we hope to be reminded of words like these found in John 14. That our hearts do not have to be troubled. That the answers to all of our problems are to trust in you and to follow your way. And we're so grateful that Jesus took on flesh and came to this earth and he lived this life to show us the way, to show us what we need to do. Father, may we know him more and more each and every day. May we study and read his words and may they bring life to us and give us guidance whatever situation we may face. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.